You are Locked On the NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. David, just three weeks ago, we were debating Giannis versus LeBron for MVP, and now we're watching NBA players play NBA 2K on ESPN, and it just... I. I was really excited. I texted you about it. I was like, I'm irrationally excited about this. And uh, I watched about 10, 15 minutes of it and got bored immediately. That was not as fun as I... I don't know why I thought it would be more fun. Maybe Is, is it just because there's so little else to do? Is it because I finished Tiger King? Like, why else was I that excited about it? I have no idea. I, I, I kind of saw the writing on the wall even beforehand. And I, I mean, I recognize the need for this kind of televised content just because as you mentioned there is nothing else related to sports taking place and so it it made sense but at the same time like they didn't understand the semantics of it like you're you've got cameras on two people as they're playing video games they're not necessarily talking to each other they're not necessarily engaging the audience of people you're watching a game being played and it's not like you're sitting on your couch high with your friends as you're playing the game either this is just like you watching two people from a great distance going huh I wonder why he picked said team and why he didn't make that particular move or play or whatever. So it, it just it feels like it was a bad decision. And I know there are some future bad decisions taking place, at least as far as discussions that we've heard from around the league. Yeah, we're going to talk about uh, this proposal to do uh, a horse contest uh, between Ooh. ESPN and the NBA. By the way, welcome to Locked on NBA, your daily NBA podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. I'm Wes Goldberg here with David Ramil. Uh, we're going to get to the horse thing later on, but I don't know if it was a bad idea to try the 2K thing. Like, it got eyeballs, it provided something. Did it? it it's, I don't know, man. Like, you got to try something, right? Like, I appreciate oh, no, that I at mean, least trying. Yeah, okay. I, like, again, you know, you've got to, you want to stay connected to the NBA brand and product, and, and I guess this is a way of connecting with players. But I think they really greatly overestimated the charm of certain players, especially when they're already, you know, captivated by whatever game they're playing too it's right. not like i mean look I, I i cover the miami heat and one of the players myers leonard is very active in gaming and things of that sort but he is as you've mentioned you know a larger than life type personality he is constantly engaging he's loud he's gregarious he's just constantly saying something to keep you focused on him and the game that he's playing this is not that. This is these players, the ones involved in the two K tournament, were not like Myers in that sense. They're kind of just hanging out at home, bored like the rest of us, playing a video game, and that's perfectly fine. But doesn't exactly make for great televised content. Yeah, I mean, I I got Harrison Barnes in his sweatpants and eye and you know reading glasses getting nice. annihilated by forty points to Trey Young, and the two of them uh-huh. aren't talking at all, and they sort of re and like ESPN keeps showing like this Trey Young highlight package of him doing stuff uh otherwise and they just kind of splice it in between whatever's going on like i like the the format of like the idea where you have you know the main screen showing the game and then you got the two like little you know satellite screens showing harrison barnes you know live streaming from his living room and the same thing going with trey young but you're right like they're not talking like they're not trash talking there's nothing fun to it i mean you get you know a patrick beverly here and there who's doing some trash talking to like hassan whiteside and that's like great but, you know, when when these games are, you know, 83 to 40 right away, it's already not basketball enough to be... So if it's a blowout game in a fake basketball game, like, I lose interest very quickly. And I don't know. I just... I know there's a whole industry out there of people watching other people play video games. But the people who are being paid 
to be watched playing video games are professionals. Maybe they're a Myers Leonard type. Maybe they're just somebody who knows how to interact with an audience and be entertaining while also being good at the video game, which I imagine could be hard to multitask that way. I'm a terrible multitasker, but these guys are obviously not at that level. And so it was just boring TV. And I was just like, I was really excited. Like I said, I watched 10 or 15 minutes. I was like, this sucks. I don't want to watch this anymore. I'm going to go back to Better Call Saul, catching up on that. Like that's, And so I did that instead. Yeah, I wonder too if maybe it could have just been solved as simply if they had gotten more engaging personalities, like not necessarily sixteen versions of Myers Leonard, but like again, Derek Jones Jr. in the Heat locker room, probably the quietest guy in a locker room full of very very talkative dudes, and maybe he's just the one guy who plays two K. Although his his sixteenth seeding in that tournament indicates that maybe he's not as good. Although he did knock off number one seed, the ultimate upset over Kevin Durant. But it's like KD's not much of a talker. Derek Jones isn't much of a talker. Yeah, it's I don't like want to. Like, I, I I mean Derek Jones Jr. At least like there. I I don't know. I don't want to listen to Kevin Durant talk. I just don't. <laughs> I I I just don't want to listen to him talk. Like he's not fun. He's never been fun to listen to talk unless he's screaming at a reporter. In a press conference, I don't want to listen to what he has to say. He's just not that engaged. Great basketball player. has nothing to do with his, like, he's just boring. And I just don't want to listen to him. Like, Draymond so, Green would be much more fun. There you go. Now, that's my, that was my next point then, is like just for the purpose of this show, which players would have been most interesting to kind of watch? Whether they're good or not, who cares? Like, again, it doesn't really matter. You're paying to watch, or not paying, but you're watching NBA players talk shit for you know an hour or so while they're playing this game which players would be the most entertaining pat bev i thought would be more interesting than he was yeah. draymond seems like a good choice i don't think he plays nba 2k no i don't either uh, i mean one of the points that myers leonard made recently was like i i play basketball in real life why the hell would i play a video game of basketball so maybe that's the a feeling a lot of players around the league have but i honestly I mean, would prefer to watch them play call of duty like why? Because that's a like why do we need to watch them play basketball? Like what difference does it make? Like they could play Mario Kart on there. Like what difference Ooh. does it make what game they're playing if what they're playing is more engaging than and be like two K is not fun to watch. It's just not. It's not fun. It's not as good as regular basketball. But like, that's you know, for sure. Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Like you and I. Like that's something that's actually people get paid. To play that professionally and have and, and be watched to play it, like I know it's as popular, if not more popular, than two K in the in the league, and I think that it lends itself to a lot more trash talk and things like that because it's a lot less. Look, I'm not a video game guy. I would imagine it's a little bit less technical because it kind of feels like you just point and shoot, you know, versus like NBA two K, which can be very technical at its highest level. So maybe that's maybe that's the way to go. Is just do I, I don't know if they have some sort of like partnership with nba 2k or whatever it is but this idea that they have to be because they're nba players and because there's no basketball that they ought to be playing a basketball video game doesn't make any sense like i don't understand why those two things um are are you know non-exclusive maybe they should have had some kind of cross sports partnership or, or something along those lines like watching basketball players play fiba soccer and then conversely have soccer players play baseball or something like that that they've never played before and see if there's any any more challenge in doing something like that as they're trying to figure it out and trying to learn the ropes of these games etc maybe it would have been more interesting kind of a, hey they're just like us sort of thing i don't know i mean there were some interesting nuggets i i guess like from what we've heard it seems like uh 
you know, DeMarcus Cousins is healthy again, which is, I guess, a good thing. And, and you know, he kind of mentioned it during the, the his game against Andre Drummond, even as he was getting blown out. Also yeah. mentioned, I, I think that, that the most interesting dunk he's ever seen was by Atlanta Falcons wide receiver Julio Jones. So, I mean, that's, I guess, notable. I don't know. I, this is the point where I'm at, where I'm even looking at kind of scrub NBA content of, on, on tweets and, and things of this sort and going, huh, that's sort of quasi-NBA related. Maybe that's a point <laughs> worth bringing up on the show later on. So, I don't know what they could do with this that would make it more fun. I just don't know that I want to watch anybody play video games. Maybe that's what it comes to. Cheerleaders, music in the background, concession stands. Like, like, like even if they the had, whole... we already know what the next version of this would be. Is you'd have they do the exact same thing, but they would add another satellite box with like Jalen Rose giving play by play or something. Oh, it'd be like a players only of the players who are not actually participating in the game. Um, I thought like I thought the most interesting wrinkle was that they're not using their own teams, right? But yes, I I appreciated that, and it just turns out like everybody just used Giannis. It looked like, but um, <laughs> it was uh, I I just I don't know that there's a version of this that does work. I just don't think anybody wants to watch ESPN to watch NBA players play video games in their sweatpants and not really say anything. I like, just don't. I, I, no, yeah. no, you're right. I, I mean, I was thinking to myself like one of the more interesting wrinkles before the obvious league-wide shutdown and and as the pandemic continues to spread throughout the country and the world is the idea of playing games in empty stadiums. And I was kind of intrigued by that, not just as a media member, but just from a fan perspective, like hearing players talk shit to each other openly in an empty arena probably would have been a lot more interesting than this, where there was actually some stake involved for them. Like there's, you know, the, the interest in challenging themselves physically and actually trying to win the games. And you could pick up on these things a lot more clear in an empty gym rather than in a much crowded, much more crowded facility. So that would have been interesting. But these guys aren't even talking smack. They're like kind of it's kind of like a friendly video game where they're just kind of hanging out. I saw Rui Hachimura kind of ask for somebody to bring him a water bottle and a towel to kind of dust <laughs> try himself off. I mean, this I is they are playing video, like that's how like it's fun for the people who are playing the video game. It's not fun for the people who are not watching, who are not playing the video game. We're just watching them play the video. And look, we already know that this doesn't work because the ESPN is already making a pivot. They're going to try this horse tournament, apparently. We'll talk about that next. This is Locked On NBA. Let me tell you about one of the ultimate life hacks. We know it can be hard to find the time to read, but there's a new app that can help make the most of your time. It's called Blinkist. Blinkist is really unique, and it works on your phone, your tablet, and your web browser. Blinkist takes the need-to-know information from thousands of nonfiction books and condenses them down into just 15 minutes that you can read or listen to. Blinkist is made for busy people like you who want to get the main points of a book quickly so you could start using that information right away. And with its audio feature, Blinkist makes it easy to finish the book during your commute or on your lunch break or while you exercise or when you're not doing any of that stuff because you're quarantined at home. Today, 12 million people are using Blinkist and it has a massive and growing library that includes self-help, business, health, history books, and tons of bestsellers. While being sheltered in place, I've got nothing but time but to get through some books that I've been meaning to read. And now that there's there's a bunch of books that I actually want to read, but there's a few that I've either been recommended to me or that are just way too long and I don't want to read the entire thing, I can use Blinkist to get through those. So how do you get started? Go to Blinkist.com slash NBA to try it for free for seven days and save 25% off of your new subscription. That's a limited time offer just for our audience. That's Blinkist spelled B-I or B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T, B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T, Blinkist.com slash NBA to start your free seven-day trial. You'll also save 25% off, but only when you sign up at Blinkist.com slash NBA. 
to go back to your thing about the empty gyms, I mean, if there's, I know that, um, you know, Trump came out over the weekend and said that he hopes that the NFL could get going by September or whatever, like, that they'll be right on schedule, uh, you know, the, the president of the country, uh, who, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah he likes to interrupt, uh, Dr. Fauci a whole lot, um, but <laughs> it's, uh, it, it, it did seem like, I guess he's on these phone calls now with the commissioners and like, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't. I, I don't know when the league's going. Nobody knows when the league's going to come back or how it's going to come back. But if it does come back, it does seem likely that it would come back without any fans. Like that just seems like the most like the most realistic solution if there is indeed basketball again. Um, sure. And it will be interesting to see if they have like they're going to have the play by play people. They're going to have the color commentary too. In addition, in in during these empty gyms. Where we're gonna hear the smack talk between the players, but the players are gonna hear the play-by-play and the color anal- analysis too, which I thought would be really interesting because I I did a podcast on for Locked On Warriors with Bob Fitzgerald who does play-by-play for the Warriors, and I was asking him about that idea of what would it be like to call a game without any fans, and he said he was actually kind of interested to see if like the other coaches, because obviously he's gonna be positive about the Warriors, but the other coach from the visiting team. Uh, like when he was just like going against them or questioning their timeout call or whatever, they'd be able to hear it. Or when he's like calling out a player for a dumb foul or something, like those players would actually be able to hear the play-by-play stuff. So that would be really interesting too. There's a lot of intrigue into playing games without fans if indeed we ever get that. See, I I would not have assumed that uh, a telecast would be there. Like, I mean, obviously there are going to be cameras set up. I don't know how they'll be set up and I don't know who will be operating said cameras. But if you can limit the amount of attendees, uh, I, I think you'd probably consider that too. And I don't know that that Fitzgerald or any tele, tele you know television play by play person is going to be invited to these uh, these games. I don't think they they have to be. Like if you're trying to limit the number of people covering these games and showing up, I don't see why you would move forward with them. Uh, to me, I well, thought you could it would do be it. More you like, could do it in like a satellite office too, right? Like you can have the camera there, and then you right. can just have them play. I mean, that could be. That could be what they do, and they have they you know, local broadcasts have to do that for like the nationally televised games every once in a while, like the finals and stuff like that that are on TNT, ESPN, whatever. But um, no, I don't I don't know what that's going to look like. But I want to get back to this horse thing because are are we done with the video game thing? I think ESPN is done with the video game thing. No, they're gonna they're gonna write it out. You know, I, well I think yeah, they're if, gonna. If they're, I guess the the, fi- the the finals of the tournament is is on Thursday and goes through Saturday, so I guess that'll be it. Ooh. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, unless so, they can find sixteen other suckers to get involved, but I'm not well, sure. Well, it looks like likely. they're. It looks like, according to ESPN, that they're already like after this, they may just shut it down. Like they may just decide okay. uh, because if they're if they're they're talking about this horse tournament, and we have we don't know anything other than the fact that it's going to be a game of horse with NBA players, and that's all. Like that's all that's been reported at the time of us recording this. So if they're already in talks of just trying to f- figure that out. I don't think, or maybe they will keep doing the 2K thing. I, it just feels like to me you wouldn't already be pivoting to horse if you thought the t, the 2K thing was working, right? You would just get another well, tournament going. Yeah, I mean the, the the thing with the horse tournament, and I guess this is what's going to change as far as the next few months are concerned, is what can they do that's sort of basketball related, whether it's a video game or a horse competition that could keep people involved and interested in, in basketball and the NBA brand without exposing players or fans to the potential uh, coronavirus. So I think that's what they're looking at. And I can't think of anything else. The horse tournament 
what concerns me is that it's going to be as boring or more boring than the 2K tournament. There is more room for trash <coughs> talk because you've got presumably I don't know how it would work. I don't think that you would put two players in an arena. I just think that as as safe or unsafe as that might be, it's bad optics and it's just not going to happen. So you would end up getting sort of the upper crust of the NBA, the guys that have their own courts and stuff like that, which would be interesting because those are the players that everybody wants to see anyway. Uh, but, like, maybe, you know, let's call it LeBron versus Steph. So you've got LeBron on his court and Steph at his court at home, and you could set up some sort of webcam situation. And then maybe in between LeBron's shots, he's trash-talking Steph and vice versa. Uh, maybe there's a little bit more room for that sort of stuff. But I I don't see a way that it works, you know? I just don't, like, I don't... I, I just don't want to watch two players shoot free throws. Like, I'm just not that into it. Well, and, and so, like, think about the, the even the semantics of that. It's like, okay, you're setting up a webcam. Do we really trust that NBA players are capable of setting up the camera just perfectly so that we can capture all their motion? Like, that they're going to be... That they're going to be on camera all the oh, time would, and not necessarily. ESPN would send somebody out to set the webcam up. Can eight they? Eight feet away. Eight feet away. Uh, you know? I guess. Cool. I guess. I guess you could do that. I mean, yeah, I suppose. And then also, that's another thing too: is audio. Like, are they going to be mic'd up? Are we going to be right. hearing kind of whispered yells of, of talking trash from a distance? I, I don't know. Like, and that's another thing too: is like you mentioned LeBron versus Steph. Obviously, two of the biggest names in the league. I mean, Steph could really kill LeBron with his outside shooting. But, I mean, I'm, LeBron can pull off a, a dribble dunk move that Steph can certainly wouldn't be capable of pulling off. I mean, is that the, the challenge then, finding the players who have uh, all-around skill, you know, shooting and dunking ability that could potentially knock off an opponent in a horse competition? I guess. Like I, so, yeah, because now you're, you're basically saying, all right, well, we've got a pool of players that's already small because we got to find a pool of players, all of whom have their own basketball courts that would – not only have their own basketball courts, but be you know that are photogenic enough that could that could you know be used in a live stream situation. And then are these players actually good matches? Like Clay versus Steph would make a lot of sense, but LeBron versus Steph probably wouldn't, like you said. So I don't know. Does it become a dunk contest or is it a free throw shooting contest? Is it a three point shooting? I don't know what it is. And I don't like. I, I appreciate every. I, I appreciate ESPN trying to put something together. I do. I, I appreciate them trying to be creative. I just don't think horse is it. I just don't see this as a normal, like, a, a, as something that anybody's going to really want to watch. And so that leads us kind of to our, our like, what would you want to watch? Like, what what could ESPN do where to, they, to fill these time slots that they already have, that they're trying to fill? What can they do? I mean, is it so far the most interesting thing that to me that's been done has just been re-showing some of these classic games. I've actually really enjoyed what NBA, two, uh, NBA TV has done. Excuse me. What NBA TV has done by showing like really old games, like from you know seventies and eighties, and some like early, like that to me has been a little bit more fun. Uh, yeah. It's been like the most entertaining thing I've found, other than trying to just generate new content. I don't know that you can generate new content. I mean, so much of the experience of watching any competition in today's world is the the you know stadium noise, the music, the the crowd getting into it, everything else that's involved in that, and to take that out of it. Like, imagine the dunk contest, as exciting as those dunks are. Imagine, you know, Zach Levine versus Aaron Gordon in an empty gym. Like, would that still be as exciting? Would you be as captivated by it and be like, oh, that's a nice dunk? But it still wouldn't be as exciting. So I don't know that there is anything taking that you could do 
without that element of noise and, and everything else that would be very interesting i was thinking even like a three-point shootout maybe a remote three-point shootout could that be interesting maybe like i mean but you still have to kind of time it and play it out and again the 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 logistics of trying to find players who have access to that do you want you really want to see lebron james go around and shoot you know 30 33 pointers in a three-point shootout maybe that might be interesting i mean look I'll be honest with you. I'll watch the horse tournament. I will not watch the 2K tournament anymore, but I will watch the horse oh, tournament. Oh, I'll watch it. I will it. watch. I will give it a try, right? Like, I have to. Like, there's nothing else going on. Like, I don't know why. I guess I'm going to go back to my argument. Why are we so focused on filling basketball time slots with some sort of lesser version of basketball? Like, it is not going to be as good as what was supposed to be in that time slot. And they are trying to fill it with a lesser version of basketball. We'll be right back with more Locked On NBA. The most interesting thing that I saw during this entire three-week period that is new content is Steph Curry's Q&A with Anthony Fauci and his little game show that he did with some of his friends on Instagram Live. I thought that was actually really interesting. And so why not just use, why not have ESPN fill this time slot with, instead of trying to fill some sort of basketball light thing, use their own programming and bring players into that. Like, do around the horn with four bas- NBA players. Like, do something like that. Like, get them out of their out of this basketball realm and let us get to know them better. Let us watch that. I would watch the crap out of around the horn with four basketball players instead. Let's get their opinions. Let's get Tony Reality buzzing them and muting them. Like, that's I will I will watch that more than what I would more than me watch, wanting to watch the NBA two K thing or the horse thing. I hadn't thought about that. That actually seems kind of interesting. I mean, I, I think. Again, in 2K or the 2K tournament or even the horse tournament, there's not that kind of opportunity for guys to talk. And you'd have to choose the right players, the right people. Mm-hmm. But you get people with opinions and things of that sort and get them, you know, force them out of their comfort zone, like you mentioned, to talk about things, to kind of express their opinion. That is more interesting. Again, you're connecting with players, you're finding out about what they're like off the court and getting them to talk about whatever it is, whatever sport it might be. That could be much more interesting. And we know I, I like that idea. And we know it works for television, right? I mean, around the horn, I'm just using that as an example, but it could be PTI, it could be whatever. Just take first take, like take whatever one of these formats are that these for these television programs that have lasted for a decade plus that right. are obviously extremely successful and work. Take these formats, put players into them, and do it that way. Now, look, I, I guess the problem with that would be now you can't gamble on it, and that is sort of the unsaid thing here. Is with the NBA 2K oh. stuff, you're able to gamble on it. With this horse thing, you're going to be able to gamble on it. So maybe if it's some sort of competition, a, a game show style thing, you could still gamble on it as long as they name a winner. Where like around the horn, they name a winner. I don't know if you can gamble on that. But like if they did something like why that, like yeah, people would find a way like to that. gamble on around the oh now now you're talking cross promotion like like game shows, classic game shows with NBA players. Yeah, but. It'd have to be done remotely. That would work. Like you get nine guys to do Hollywood Squares, but with like with NBA players, I think that would be fun, right? What 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 game shows does ABC have the rights to? Family Feud, uh, Jeopardy. Ooh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, the Price they, is Right is CBS, okay. I think. Who wants to be a millionaire? Yes, they could, they could do that, but with you know, instead of giving millionaires a million dollars, let let them because like the NBA two K thing, you get a hundred thousand dollars to go to your charity of choice. Just do it that Excellent. way. Excellent. Excellent. I now again, I would watch that, and that is something also that you can gamble on. 
and make it now sports related. Yeah, make it sports. What was that one show that that game show that ESPN tried uh, years ago, like Beat the Swami or something like that? Do you remember that? Bring that back, but with NBA players. Oh wow, that could be interesting. Nah, you, you, you're uh, you're tapping into a whole market here. You should be in television programming. <laughs> Hopefully, be. if any ABC execs or NBA execs are listening to the show, you've got a wealth of ideas there. Start pitching them. And then contact my man Wes here so he can start creating content because it's a lot more interesting than what we've been seeing lately. <laughs> Just It's very fundamental. Don't replace basketball with a vers- worse version of basketball because it's going to be disappointing no matter what. And you've already got made-for-television programming. You've got, you've got the formula. Plug things into that formula. That's why you, know, you created it- the formula. It reminds me a little bit of what ABC, I think it was ABC, used to do years and years ago, probably well before you were born. It was called Battle of the Stars. Mm-hmm. It was like lower rung, like B and C type actors and actresses competing in like a decathlon style sporting events. I mean, it was terrible. Like they weren't particularly athletic, although you had some actors and actresses who were much more athletic than others, but it was just. It was another way of getting them out of their comfort zone. It's like, oh, you're no longer watching said, you know, let's say Eric Estrada from Chips, you know, an old ass TV show and getting him to be in like uh, a heptathlon or something like that. It was, I don't know, it lasted for years. So maybe there was something to it, but maybe you could, maybe the the reverse would work as well, where you get athletes in, in like TV shows and or game shows in this case, that would be pretty interesting. Yeah. And it would give them a chance. It would open them up to talk to each other and do things and like it's. It would just you would see some of these relationships happen on screen. You can even put them on teams. Like I, there's a lot of ways that I think you could do this. Uh, th- those are my ideas. I got nothing else. Uh, I just I'm I think the bottom line is I'm sick of watching like light version of basketball. Like I just don't want to see it anymore. Like don't tease us with other, more basketball. Like there's it's just not basketball, and I'm not I don't get the same enjoyment out of it. Re-air the classic games for those who really want to watch basketball games. Just re-air great basketball games. There are so many of them. I mean, that you could do a whole series from just this season of like some of the best basketball games of the year. I don't know how the rights of that all work as far as re-airing games from just the last season, but um, you know, keep showing those if you need to show them. But then, like, let's figure out some other stuff here. Like, there's so many other ways to put these players on screen, gamble on it, give money to charity. That is way more entertaining than watching two dudes in sweatpants playing video games. Um, yeah. Is there a, a classic NBA game that has not been aired yet that you think would be most interesting to watch? Like something that you have not been able to watch in, in some time or, or never even have a chance to watch? You know the answer to that. I want to watch the entire 2003-2004 Miami Heat season. Let me see that again. Ugh. Have they shown the Have they shown the 2006 finals yet? Uh, yes, they did. They uh, Last weekend they did show it. And then they okay. followed that up with a 2011 one to give both Mavs and Heat fans uh, something to cheer for, I guess. Yeah, I'm I'm waiting for the uh, the Michael Jordan if they haven't done this already, but just like the countdown of Michael Jordan's best games. I mean, that could just take you through you know three or four days. I would watch. Are that. you as excited as most people are about watching the documentary? Yes. yes. I'm not sure where you where you fall as far as Jordan fandom is concerned. I want I like having more Jordan in my life because I like I I'm generally a fan of let's go back and relive this like with in a creative way, not like. You know, I don't typically watch, you know, NBA Classic games, right? Uh, but right now I am. And I'm not even really watching them. I always, like, have them on in the background while I'm doing other things. Um, yeah. But they're just sort of on the TV. And then, uh, but 
I am generally a fan of let's go back and remember this with some new information and some like current interviews and things like that. I'm generally just a fan of that kind of stuff. So I'm very excited for the Michael. I was already excited for the Michael Jordan thing, and now I'm more excited to sort of recontextualize the whole thing. What about you? Yeah, it was, absolutely. It was a good move for them to, to bump it up too. Yeah, I, I mean, a no-brainer. Like, I mean, with everybody desperate for this, you, you just increase viewership by 10, I think. I mean, it, it was a, a fantastic... It makes sense on a, so many different levels. But yeah, absolutely. Like, I I mean, I watched a, a portion of those games in his career, probably not his earlier you know career, but I'm curious to see how it all plays out. And again, the, the context, I think you hinted at it too, it, that's going to make a lot of... It's going to be interesting to see how that plays out and especially in today's discussion about the the greatest player of all time i wonder if it'll be nuanced i don't think it will considering the fact that he's uh, so heavily involved in the project and i mean obviously michael jordan is michael jordan but i think like jordan his popularity and and the argument that he is the greatest player of all time it's one that you can make nowadays without the the benefit of social media at that point in time like if social media existed the way it does in today's world i'm not sure that jordan would be considered as great a player like it was more apocryphal than anything else at the time of his actual playing like you know the stories or the fear the concern of lebron i'm sorry lebron of michael jordan you know dominating a game and sure we had enough actual evidence of him being a dominant player and everything else like that but it seemed like it was more narrative based than anything else and it kind of just grew and grew and grew Whereas if, if you had more people lending eyes to it, much more analytics uh, as far as breaking down yeah. whether or not he actually won as many games as we all think he does. You know, like we all have these ideas of him winning games, but even he filmed a commercial, did he not, where he missed X number of game-winning shots over the course of his career? Mm-hmm. Probably much more than he actually hit. And so it's just funny how his biggest fans and supporters still look at Michael Jordan as kind of being infallible when in fact he was far from that and I think it would make a much more interesting approach to kind of show the real Jordan and how he might actually compare to LeBron as far as the best player of all time yeah I mean the NBA TV can also do that other instead of Jordan's best games like do like a whole marathon of all the game winners that he missed just keep doing those games uh, to sort of bring him back down to earth uh, a little bit um, no, I think, and it's also going to create a ton of content. Like they're going to something will happen in the documentary that first take will be able to debate and all this stuff, and it'll be there. And and you can always sort of re-interview guys who are interviewed in the in the documentary itself. And um, and look, I think that that's sort of this. That's what that's ESPN's bread and butter, right? Is interviews sure. with important people and debating things that they created. And and they're just going to be able to do that for a lot longer and fill some of this content void that they have and help fill our content void because we spent an entire show talking about new content. Like, that's basically the entire thing that we talked about, even though I think we came up with a lot of really good ideas. Uh, Remember to listen to and subscribe to Locked On NBA on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. If you're on iTunes, rate us, review us, say nice things about us. For David Rommel, I'm Wes Goldberg. Thanks for listening.